following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 1420 in the morning, belly up, got a free one this morning there, I got the double dose of belly up bright and early anyways, for today's uh, show 1420 in the morning, uh, brought to you by Barnburner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca, use promo code 1420BARN at barnburnerhockey.ca to get uh, 10% off their all natural hockey products and apparel. Once again, thank you for making us uh, a part of your morning every morning here on Facebook Live, uh, getting at her a little bit early again, just uh Give the people what they want, I guess. All right. So here it goes. Uh, the Boston Bruins, they're on a thing all, all, all their own. They can't, they just can't uh, do anything wrong, it seems. No matter what, they got out shot the other night, uh, 57 to 17 or 18, whatever it was. Ended up winning that hockey game against the Calgary Flames. The Flames got goalie 100%. Linus Allmark was unbelievable, or uh, he made a lot of big saves, like in clutch, clutch situations. All saves are saves in, clutch, in, in any situation. If you don't stop the puck, it goes in the net. It's a bad, it's a bad goal, no matter, not, it's a bad goal but no matter what uh, he, he was a uh, he was unbelievable all mark was he uh, made the saves when they had to be made kept his team in the game when they they had no business being that game the flames outplayed them the flames got goalie to 100 percent and that's kind of the uh been the the the, the how their season has went they can't get a save uh, vladder got pulled in the first period only made three sa- three saves on five shots and and then that's the uh that, that's the night pretty much the, the flames made a goal of it they gave up a late goal uh, th- that's what what the bruins do the bruins seem to be on a, a pace on their own it's unbelievable what they're doing they've made a they they just don't seem to stop the 99 points whatever it's at right now and they just on and on they go they haven't had to make any big deals yet the trade deadline is uh tomorrow afternoon three o'clock eastern one o'clock Mountain time, but the Bruins they made they made the one acquisition going getting a big bruising uh, right winger as much as there's bruising right wingers now in, in today's game. But they went and got uh, Garnet Hathaway from the Washington Capitals, a hell of a player. He's a he's a kind of kind of a typical Bruin, big bruising guy can muck it up down the corners a little bit, get get the pocket for the net, and let let the big guys let the, the goal scorers do what they got to do. And that's the kind of acquisition the Bruins might have uh, had to put them over the top. I can't see anybody. Uh, making a push against the Bruins right now, but you know it, that's why they play the game. That's why they have a seven-game series in the playoffs. It's going to be. T- it's always tough to win a, a playoff round. First round's always really tough, no matter what, because every team's a playoff team, and on on and on it goes. But it just seems like the Bruins are on a. No matter what they do, they go out. They 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 play a tight game with the uh, the Oilers the night before, win that hockey game, then they get they should have been blown out against Calgary, and then they end up winning. That's uh, the, an eight-game winning streak to top that off with three or four seven-game winning streaks that they have this season. And, and the Bruins just seem to be on a on a pace all their own. It's it's unbelievable what they got going on. I well, it's not something we've we've seen since. Well, I was I was a young broadcaster back then. I would have been seven or eight, seven, uh, four or five years old even when the uh, the Montreal Canadiens did it, uh, and they went they went seventy two games that season. I think it was. It was. It's unbelievable to watch what they got going on it, it, with the Bruins, and you just wonder if they can keep it up. 
the thing about having a great regular season is when do you take the pedal off a little bit and start to, do you ever just say, okay, we're going to win the division. We have a big enough lead. Let's start resting guys because really winning, winning a president's trophy doesn't mean a hill of beans to anybody because the whole, the big, the big thing you want to win is the Stanley cup, obviously. And this group only has the one Stanley cup that they won in 2011 versus the Vancouver Canucks. So it's going to be interesting to see if they do take their foot off the pedal a little bit and just give some guys a rest because some of these guys are getting a little bit long in the tooth and you, you want to give, give them a, a bit of a rest. You, like you, you want to keep going and see what a, 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 a kind of a historic run you can have, but the, the historic run uh, might not be uh, anything you want. At the end of the day, you want a Stanley cup and only four, only four teams out of the last uh, 22 years who have, who have gone on to uh, win the president's trophy have gone on to win a Stanley cup. So winning, winning a president's trophy doesn't mean anything. I don't think anybody's taking a replica Stanley cup or, or president's trophy home with them and putting it on their mantle. And they're not, you're not having parades down main street and they're not naming uh, the arena after you. They're not naming schools after you. If you win a, win a president's trophy. So winning a, winning a Stanley cup is the ultimate goal, obviously. And you want to see what, what the Bruins are going to do going down the stretch. If they're going to pick up another player here and there, if they're going to uh, sit all mark a few, few nights and give him the, the rest and that load management, stuff you wonder if that's that's going to happen uh, as the uh, as the weeks uh, get into the uh, as we inch closer to the playoffs you just wonder if that's going to be the thing that's going to happen you you, you hope that the Bruins can kind of make an historic run and see what see what where they can go but I, I can't see it happening the trade deadline's an interesting part of the world you, you look at the what the, the rumors that are going around and you see JT Miller is kind of on the block and you wonder why the Canucks would do that. Cause the Canucks are going to Canuck and they made a deal yesterday, uh, getting a guy from Detroit, a, mi- a minor deal doesn't mean a whole bunch, got some draft picks and the like first round guys that the people that these GMs covet, but they're the rumor out there that they're trading JT Miller doesn't make a whole bunch of sense to me because they, uh, they, they, they went inside Miller in the off season and they had Horvat sitting sitting there at home, their, their team captain. They had Horvat. They could have signed him, gave him the deal that, that he should have gotten from the Canucks, but they went and signed Miller. And then, uh, and then eight, nine months later, they're, they're deciding to, to go and, and trade to trade Miller. And then they, they lost their captain, the team leader in the whole bit. And the, the guy who quite, quite liked being in Vancouver. And now that so, so instead of signing Horvat, they went and signed Miller. Now they're going to trade Miller. I don't understand what's going on in Canuck land. Should, should they have signed Miller? Probably not. I wrote it in belly up, uh, on Bill at Media, there's an article I wrote geez, almost a year ago now that the Canucks should probably uh, not sign Miller and, uh, and and sign Horvat and get that done. And now they're trading Miller. It doesn't make a whole bunch of sense, but it, it's just an odd odd situation that's going on in the National Hockey League. Another one that that's kind of kind of got me thinking a little bit is the human element to these trades. Is that you got guys getting getting dealt like a Jonathan Quick from LA uh, end of an era there it's a coming to an end there those Stanley Cup runs but you have you had Jonathan Quick in the last the last year of his 10-year deal I know he had got, got a boatload of money and the like but you still got got a feel for a guy who put his heart and soul into a team for a long time and he gets dealt for for a younger goalie who's having a better year and Quick's not having a good year like I said but you, you, it's just uh thanks by see you with these guys and it's like okay but well, we we did you we we uh we did you not dirty but we got rid of you 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 were service to us for a long, long time, but it's time to, to move on and we're going to do something. The Kings aren't winning a Stanley Cup, so I don't understand this deal. I would let let Quick just, just ride it out and see what they could happen. I know that the West is wide open, but the, 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 the LA Kings are not winning a Stanley Cup this year. You can mark that one down. You can mark that down right now. The Kings are not winning a Stanley Cup this year. So why they would make that deal and not let Quick finish out his the season there, finish off his career, let, let him ride up off into the sunset. There's a human element to all this. Like you see Patty Kane, he left as well. And 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 the, like it was kind of obviously his decision because he waited his no trade to go to the Rangers, which I was, we'll get into that. I was wrong thing in a second here. But you wonder why these guys would want to, 
want to want to leave and not stick around for that that thanks bye see ya quick i think that was kind of a dirty move by by, by the kings to get rid of him because like i said they're not they're not winning a cup and you got the end of an era there in la those great teams that they had there in uh, in 2012 and 13 or whatever year it was or 11 and 13 i can't remember what it was 12 and 15 i care it doesn't much matter um what years it was but it's uh it's sad to see like these these teams that were the the dynasties of the uh of the 2010s with the the, the blackhawks and the kings dismantling their teams and guys just could get old and retired it's like the rest of us are getting old and trying to retire right it's kind of that thing so it's interesting to see that these teams kind of kind of break things down and the other thing you, you kind of you, you don't like to see was when the Leafs made a, a trade the other day and they, they pulled a guy off the ice in practice uh at pregame skate and they, they, they get told that they're going to different waters and they got a great team there in Toronto don't worry about last night that's a that's a one-off against McDavid and the and the uh the Oilers McDavid just flying around the ice again 155 or one whatever he's got points he got his 52nd goal last night two against the Leafs Leafs they, I think the Leafs went a bit deep they got six new players I think that's that's a bit of a, of a mistake going going that deep for it's a, I think it's a huge mistake getting that many players at the deadline like that and move, moving six guys and they, they said that they may not be done yet so trying to get guys to blend at this point in the season that's a lot of players but we'll get back to that in a second the uh it's 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 a really odd situation that that, that would happen because you just uh yeah, I don't know about the Leafs because they're making those trades. But like I was saying, like pulling guys off the ice and they got to say goodbye to their families and everything else and, and move cities. I know that they say it's part of the business and everything else, but there's still a human element to this, to all of all this hockey hockey deadlines and trade deadlines and everything else because you, you, you grow with a team and you think you're going on a cup run with these guys and all of a sudden you're getting dealt to God, no, to Columbus like quick did and you're getting you're getting traded around and you know you're not making the playoffs, you're not playing the playoffs. And it's a rough thing to see these guys doing that and it's, it's a really tough to see that these players getting played, uh, getting traded. You, you know that it's part of the business and you, like they get they get compensated very well but there's still got to be a bit of a, a heartfelt moment for some of these guys when they do get dealt and they say see you later thanks for your service but you, we got to go yeah you made three million bucks but please call your wife and let her know that you won't be home when you, when, when you said you're going to be home so it's an odd thing to see that, that happens in the, in the national hockey league at, at trade deadline day and uh before we get going on to birthdays and stuff i've got to admit i was wrong not once but twice in the past week i uh well this one went back quite a ways i talked about manny machado not not signing with uh, San Diego. Obviously, he signed with San Diego because I thought he was going to end up on the Mets. So I was wrong on that one. And then last week, I was wrong with Patty Kane sticking around Chicago. And even it was just a couple days ago, I thought that Kane would stick around. So there it was. I was wrong twice in the last couple of weeks on 14, 20 in the morning. So it's kind of a, a funny little story. You throw enough shit on the wall, someone's bound to stick, right? And if I would have been right, then you guys would have been, hey, let's, let's listen to what Brent said. So just make sure you guys listen every day to 14, 20. Make sure you guys listen to our other shows. I got some good ones coming up the next couple of days. Got a collaboration show coming up tonight with two dudes with sports news and then i got um uh, i'm recording with the pesky report for a major league baseball tour which is happening uh later on this afternoon so busy day here at world headquarters lots going on busy uh yeah it's better than being unbusy i guess lots 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 going on here in the sports world but anyways uh on this day in 1991, Brett Hall became a 70-goal scorer for the second time in his career uh, with a goal in the versus the Flyers in a 4-4 tie. He got two assists that game, so three points. It was the second time in his career he scored 70. Man, that's a lot of goals. He finished the season with a career-high 86 goals. Unbelievable. Never, it, that will never be done again. I can't – like Gretzky's obviously got, got the record, but 70-plus goals is uh, unheard of. And happy 60th birthday to Ron Francis, born on this day in 1963 in Sault Ste. Marie, two-time Stanley Cup champion. Champion, current member or current general manager of the Seattle Kraken, uh, Hall of Fame guy, 23 years in National Hockey League, 1,731 games played, 549 goals, 1,249 assists for 1,798 points. Happy birthday to Ron 
Francis. Anyways, uh, thanks for you guys for tuning in today. Whoever's uh, watching on Facebook Live and everything else, thank you. Make sure you t tell people about us. Uh, put us in your notifications to uh, listen to the show every morning. Get you have your morning coffee with me, and we'll get this thing going uh, a little bit smoother as the days progress. I got to breathe a little bit in the morning. I try to get as much as much in as I can every day. But it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept that we have here going on at fourteen twenty World Headquarters. Anyways, the next stop in the Major League Baseball uh, fan experience tour is the uh, Chicago, Illinois with friend of the show, Adam Kowalski, um, met Adam over the uh, summer last year, but he was on, on our, he's gracious enough to come on our show earlier on for the, uh, the uh, foul tip show. And he, he uh, volunteered his services once again to be on our show for our tour, uh, stopping at, uh, the old Comiskey Park, whatever it's called nowadays, they're in Chicago. So make sure you guys give that one a listen. And uh, yeah, lots going on. Uh, also, I want to uh, plug Jimmy Valentine, our, the show's producer, sound guy, all around good guy. His uh, performing on air on uh, Unsigned BC on Saturday afternoon at uh, four four o'clock Pacific. That's seven o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you guys tune in to that. It's on 100.5 FM in Vancouver, but on unsignedbc.com. So make sure you guys give that one a listen. Thank you guys for listening to the show. It'll be up uh, later on if you've listened to the show later on. But make sure you guys try to tune in every day on Facebook Live. We got a, a, a special one coming up later on tonight. And then a pesky report with the guys from Boston. Lots going on. Like I said, busy place here at 1420 World Court Headquarters. Make sure you guys listen, listen, talk, share, talk to people at the show, and have a good day. And always remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. The uh, now that you're a little bit older, and you're, you're uh, of age to go and have a, a pregame beverage or something here and there. I, I know tailgating is probably a big thing with, with with a lot of those places that have parking lots. Some places don't even have parking lots; they're in the center of a city. Uh, where's a place to go for a, a an adult beverage per se prior to a White Sox game? Where's the go to place? It's either the Cork and Carry, which is right by the stadium. Um, it's their second location. Um, it's funny enough, they said that if they ever build a third, which will be a cold day in hell over on the north side, but um, Fort and Carry is a good spot for both pre and post game. Um, pre game, tailgating, tailgating is where it's at. Well, it's, it saves yourself a, a hundred bucks probably because you, you can buy a box of Bud Light or Canadian or whatever you want to buy for, for 20 bucks compared to paying uh, two beer for 20 bucks, right? It's one of those things. Like that's the one thing about Yankee saying that I don't like is there, there's no parking lots around anywhere. And so you're, you're almost, well, you're, if you're a drinker, I guess you're not forced to, but you, if you want to go have a, a beer wherever it's, it's 20 bucks uh, for, for a couple of drinks. Whereas if you tailgate, uh, what's the, uh, the food of choice at the tailgate? What's everybody cooking? Ooh, you got bratwurst, you got hot dogs, you got burgers. Um, some people, uh, there's a lot of like Hispanic culture in that side of town. So, you know, they'll bring it in like, you know, they'll, it's a big, it's a big party down there. Um, Italian beef is a big thing too. Um, but yeah, just really whatever you can bring and just have a good time. No, I, the tailgate, that's one thing, like I said, I, I, I love it. Like, I go to USC games once a year, and you, that, that's almost better than the, the game itself a lot of times when you're walking around having some beers, having having people invite you in. People Are are people pretty, uh, like, for newcomers when they're coming around? I'm not saying, like, if a Yankee fan showed up wearing wearing his garb, they, they'd be welcoming, but if a person's just wearing a T-shirt and a pair of shorts and, and just some random hat, are, are the, the fans at, at uh, White Sox game, are they pretty welcoming to invite to, uh, outsiders into, 